No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 126. We got some interesting topics to discuss. We're going to talk a little bit about Kevin Samuels' death. Uh, we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle, of course. I see Rob is in the building. Kenyatta is in the building. Key Creole. Something for the culture. This what's up. How you doing? I'm gonna invite you to to come up on the come up on the panel. Rob, what's good? What's good, bro? Ain't nothing. What's up, Kenyatta? How you doing? What's up? How you doing? Yada, what's up, Yada? Yo, yo, we got we got something for the culture joining us. Real quick, how you doing? Hey. You, up, you, got a, you got a few minutes to um to stick around and talk to us? Yeah, um, I got a show at eight, so I got a little bit of time. Okay, all right, it's, it's perfect because some of the stuff that we're talking about, um, it re it requires I think a female touch. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit about Kevin Samuels. <laughs> so we 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 need to have that conversation. <laughs> but yo, for, before we even get into that, I wanna I wanna say, you know. Um, Zane couldn't be here tonight because Zane's son graduated. Congratulations to Zane. Um, Congratulations to Zane, man. Zane yeah, down in, 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 in Atlanta. Yo, Zane's my cousin. I love him to death. The, the conversation that we were just having. Hey, <laughs> yo. The conversation that, that we just having just had me in tears. You could, you could lend something to this also. So we were, um, you know, we talking about like our potential guests and who we want to have on. And one of the guests that's been floated um, to talk to was Corinne Steffens, a.k.a. Superhead. Mm. Um, so I said, OK, what are we going to talk to her about? You know, one would assume that if you're talking to Superhead, you're talking to Superhead about her different oh. exploits and things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So Zane said that we were going to talk to her about tech because she's doing stuff in the tech space now. So I'm, I was kind of taken aback because I'm like, I, I think it's great that she's doing stuff in the tech space. But I also was like, I'm just wondering, would anybody want to hear Superhead talk about something in the tech space? Knowledge born. What's up, bro? Peace to God. <laughs> what, do you, what, what, what do you think about that, sis? You, you think anybody here for an interview on Superhead talking about her, her tech ventures? I mean, to be quite honest with you, I mean, it might, it's going to take her some time for people to not associate her with you know, what she's known Exploits. <laughs> to be honest, is right. way on that. Mm -hmm. And incorporate what she's trying to do now on what she used to do in the past. I mean, it's just how she goes about it. That's a fact. Oh, yo, Rob, what do you... What do you I, I, could, I, I, I couldn't even imagine, bro. Like, I mean, when... <laughs> It's just it, it it's already regi registered in in the culture of the mind. Like when people see her, that's what they think. Yeah. And then she starts talking about bits and micro bits and it's like, hold on, what conversation is this? So I don't know, man. I mean, Zane, good try, Zane, but I don't know if that was going. I'm not, yo, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I don't think it'd be interesting to um to talk to. It, her. it, it would be interesting, but we, we, you want to capture the listener's ear. I think it'd just be a little distraction, just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know. Um, but the first thing we want to talk about tonight is I, I'm sure all of you have seen 
or heard about Kevin Samuel's passing. And it was confirmed today by his um by his mom. You know, yeah. The little bit I did watch of Kevin Samuels, and, and here's the irony of this also. Earlier this week, we had Chris A. Matthews on, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And one of the questions I asked him was if he had an opportunity to watch any Kevin Samuels videos and which, what his thoughts were as a result of it. And he, um, you know, he said, it, you know, he was being diplomatic. He said that he has seen the videos and that he appreciates the fact that Kevin Samuels has such a large following. And that his message clearly resonated to somebody. He had eyes on him. Um, but to me, it's just like, I, I'm not a fan of Kevin Samuels. But what I do see is that there are a lot of people that got a lot of heat. A lot of heat for him. And a lot of people got some hate for this man. Um, this man and believe it or not, a lot of people got some love for him, too. They do. But, yo, you know what? My, here's my thing. Like, I've listened to a couple of his videos. And he's, to me, he reminds me. Have uh, you ever seen somebody who had good information, but the packaging was 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 horrible? Like I think he says things <laughs> that delivery. Yeah, like his delivery was was poor. And here's the other thing: like my position on this stuff is that I don't believe a hundred percent of everything that anybody says, but I don't disagree with a hundred percent of what everybody you know of of everything that somebody says. Yeah. So I think right. that there's some truth in some of the things that he he said, but I think that it was so horrendously packaged that people weren't able to actually receive the message because it just came across as straight hurtful. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Mm. I know some of those women, you know, went on know that his podcast, you know, in search of some answers or whatever they were looking for when they were speaking to him. Um, now, there were some things that I did agree with him with, but there were a lot of things I didn't agree I mean, you know, for you to, to say to someone, oh, you're going to die alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. And, and with nobody, unmarried, it, and then you wind up turning around and kind of passing the same way that you put that out into the universe. Yeah. That's harsh. There you go, sis. That's, that's right. right. Let's be yeah. honest. He said a lot of hurtful things to a lot of African-American women and men. Because he did say and men. Yeah. Um, but to turn around and to be found on top of a white woman and you're <laughs> a little contradictory, right? Um, you know, Cardi you, yo, and they the said, universe don't lie, bro. The universe don't lie at all, man. Right, and they were saying there was some cocaine and fentanyl involved in there. I mean Oh wow. 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 Yeah. What do you think, Kenyatta? I mean you know what? As I said, when you when you look at him, you know there's people that obviously did follow him or something. You look at look think about his stuff, and you even branch it off to, to stuff like what Cam Newton said and all that type of stuff. So there's mm -hmm. people who have that same mindset out there, but it, it's kind of ironic that a man would get caught basically having a party <laughs> with a white girl, going crazy with with the way he was talking and stuff. Like, is yeah. is is just way to the left of what he was what he was talking about. Yeah, he he just um, like I, I heard I heard one of the things that he said recently that he had got a lot of backlash for us. He was saying that women over thirty five um, that are single are leftovers. He said he said something like that, and I and you know I like some of the stuff that just comes across is just being like blatantly chauvinistic and misogynistic, all of that. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. he had he had a lot of disciples, so I fully expect that somebody is going to pick up the torch and run with it. 
And to me, he is he is almost like the reverse of. So when we when we were talking to Chris A. Matthews, I was saying to him that I feel like sometimes these what we see online has sort of changed the expectations of relationships. And I think that he in part contributes contributed to that also by some of the, you know, some of the rhetoric that he had. Like, do I would I want to see the man deceased? Like, no. Right. No, but absolutely. I don't but I, you know, so that for that, for people to be going as hard as they are, like like making the jokes and stuff, I think that's crazy. Yeah. But with even with him being deceased, I don't think that people need to try to pretend that his messaging was one hundred percent on point and was good. Like yeah. there were some things that he said that it was like, okay, that's tolerable. Yeah. You know, and even with me saying that, that that's tolerable, that should tell you how far to the left he went with some of the things he was saying. But you know what's crazy? A lot, and I'm not saying all of his following, but a lot of his following are a lot of men that are one single, mm. a lot <laughs> got some type of relationship trauma that they have not dealt with. Mm -hmm. Right. Sad to say, you know, they're, he's, they're like a, he's like a king for them. Like mm. every he says is yeah. they call him the godfather yeah the godfather. <laughs> like, and you know to me uh, and this is just my opinion i feel like within our community we always want to put somebody on a pedestal to advocate for us so many so much mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. somebody to be our savior and advocate why can't you just advocate for yourself we That's need a fact. to put somebody up there look at look at cosby cosby was putting out a a positive message and image for us uh, in the black community, showing that, you know, there are always two black parents working in the home with nice careers. You know, children are well-fed and well-managed. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh, was it unfortunate that he had, you know, his little thing going on with these women, you know, behind the scenes? Of course. Mm -hmm. But we were so quick to condemn him why y'all not condemning Kevin Samuels when he was alive saying all this stuff about men and women? Yeah. yeah. That's because that was, that was in the minds of people. Like you said, we always need someone to step up to be our savior. So when he started talking what he was talking, brothers was feeling like, oh, that's me right there. I feel yeah. the same way. It, 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 it's, it's a... He was, he was, yeah, he was married twice. Yeah. He was divorced twice. Divorced twice. Well, I, I I think with I think with um, what she's getting as was he ever married and what was his relationship with his mom was probably you know like a lot of the stuff that was coming out of his mouth was as a result of right. unresolved trauma and issues yeah. he had relationship to relationships. But what's problematic yeah. with that though is that people there are people that blindly follow a lot of people online without actually vetting them and yeah. thinking about like what their true their true credentials are to speak on this stuff. And there's people right. that, that took a lot of the stuff that he was saying, like his word is bond. So a lot of people and they yeah. roll they roll with it. Um again, like I like I said, like I don't think that everything that he said was horrible, but the messaging, like there's a way, you know, like if to me, if a person is overweight, there's a way to tell a person they're overweight without telling them they fat. And I think like a lot of the times that I, I saw the things I saw from him, it was always coming across as pure venom and heat. Like in, in particular, it was a lot of black women. I'm like, damn, why these black women continue to come on and talk to this man? You know, it was almost like Stockholm syndrome. Like they like he was their abuser and they killed him. And they, kept running and they just going in, right? They just killing themselves. Shoot. Man. I mean, he was just I, could. I mean, it ain't what you say, it's how you say things. Mm -hmm. There you go. It's your delivery. That's and right. 
sensitive topic where you're discussing someone's, you know, relationship status or, you know, how they may be coming across in, um, in their own relationships. I don't think you should be sitting up there talking about you fat and ugly and you're, you're a two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my question to him would be, was that nurse that you was laying on top of? Was she a <laughs> or 10? I mean, oh, let's be clear. That, that that girl was born 1990. He was 65 years old when he passed. Damn. Do, do the math, right? <laughs> wow. Damn. He, you know, he, they, I, I saw not too long ago a video with him and he was talking to a woman and the woman was talking about, um, she was talking about like her expectations in terms of what her partner should bring to the table. And he was asking her, like, you know, he has a spiel where he asked women to rate themselves. And uh -huh. she rated herself. She was like, I'm a, I'm a six. So he was like, okay, so you, you, you rate yourself as average. What makes you think that you should expect a mate that's more than average? And he, would tell her, he was telling her stuff like, you know, like, you, should, you instead of you looking for a millionaire or a billionaire, then you need to be looking for somebody who works second shift at the factory or something along those lines. He says... <laughs> He said something like that to her. Yo, and, and to me, I listened, because... to it. I listened to it and I said to myself, it was, it was brutal, you know, and it was, it was very, the way he worded yeah. it, but what he was saying to her was saying that, you know, like, if you're in this position, you know, because he asked her, like, about her career, yeah. whatever, you're in this position, then you have the potential to attract somebody that's in this position also because he started doing right. running down, like, okay, so you're divorced, you're single, you got two kids, you this age, you this, you that. Whatever, he went through this whole spill with her. And yep. what he was trying to convey was that, you know, like you're more likely to get a gen this type of gentleman rather than because he said something to her like, Why would a millionaire mm -hmm. be after you or a billionaire be after you if he has other options? And to me, I think like a, there's other ways to convey that to somebody rather right. than the the, the, the talk I, about the attributes that they have that you don't think make them worthy. Yeah. The that's right. Broke that same exact way to her. Yeah. That's right. It's all about your delivery, man. How you deliver it? Like it's it's always about your delivery. Yeah. Because you don't know what what or how someone can take it, and most likely, he didn't care how you took it. He was going to tell you what what you felt, and that's when you seen. That's when I was like, yo, somebody really hurt this dude, man, because he was relentless. I mean, he was relentless, and you know, I got a a a, a, a comedy brain sometimes. Sometimes I would laugh, but then sometimes I'd be like, God damn, bro, like perfect. You didn't have to talk to women like that, but they would they would fight back. You know, women wasn't backing down. They would get to it. He just hit the button. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like wow, bro. I hurt mean, people that was his platform, and I think one of the things we mentioned at the at the um, at the last show was that you know he's 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 a public relations. He's a stylist. He made it look good. He wore he wore good clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? And people look at that first. The image that you see first is what you attract to. So he's wearing his he's wearing his nice shades. He got the lighting right. He got a whole studio set in front of his camera. Yo, so his he, he know he knows what he's doing. His official title, I think, was I think he was considered an image consultant. And Poochie mm -hmm. said he claimed he was a life coach. He tore people down. So I don't know what type of coaching life he was given. <laughs> life coach won't do that. <laughs> Coach is like, yo, you a shithead? Like, that's what you are. <laughs> right. Your leftovers? Like, how you tell a woman she's leftovers? It's ridiculous, man. But you know what? Not for nothing. The man did lose his life, and that's unfortunate. You know what I mean? And we don't want to see anyone, 
you know, at their demise because he had a family, you know what I mean? And his mom's, if he had children, they lost a dad, you know, regardless of what his lifestyle was like. Yeah. It's it's a lot of aha going on, though, that that's what I'm saying. Like, I could, I could, I could disagree with his position and how he talked to women and what he thought of just black, mm -hmm. black and brown people in general. But, but in general, talk, he talked to men the same yeah. way. Because that make to me that doesn't make you any better than him. It's like he was somebody who was known to ridicule people. So in turn, now people are mocking his death. I'm like that. You know, you can't be critical of him doing something like that if then the man died and then you think it's joke time. So like, you know, I, I, yeah. I feel like I I reserve judgment on him as you know in terms of like what his content was and what his messaging was. Right. But still, at the same point, you know, at the same at the same time, I'm like, nah, for him to be dead from something like that. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I think it's crazy that a lot of people, there's a lot of people celebrating his death. Like, I mean, that's- Yeah, true. that's why. Celebrate nobody. That's why. Yeah. And see, and we, and we talked about energy at first. Right. You know, we, we may not agree to how he spoke, but that energy still goes out. Then women leave that platform feeling a little bit less about themselves by what they heard initially. They probably had to bring their confidence back. Like, did he just call me up? He asked a woman about her age. She told him to guess, and he hung up. And I, I saw that one. And then he say something like, "Um, something about guess these nuts or something." Yeah, he said something crazy yeah. like that. <laughs> you can't, you can't make this up, man. I swear you can't. Like, not only that. I mean, let's not forget about the episode where there was a man in the bed. Like, <laughs> wow. And he I missed that episode. <laughs> And I mean, like, my thing is, well, if you're going to sit here, I don't, I, I'm all for, you know, straightforward, tell me what's up. If I ask you a question, give it to me raw. But what you're not going to do is I come on your show, I ask you, hey, how, do you ever think I'm going to get married? You'd be like, no, you fat back bitch. You know, you're not. <laughs> like, well, who says that? Like, who I don't do think. show. His show is like Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was like. Like, am I am I in the front row of the stage? You getting on me, son? Right. Well, you know what? We are, we're making a, we're making an assumption though. Like, if there are people for for the folks that are in the chat right now, because we got nine people in the chat. If you if you think you know if you if you think that his messaging or you you know you follow his teachings or you felt that what he was saying was justifiable it's okay for you to say like you know you you agreed or you like this message <clears throat> and the reason why i say that is because i do think that you know like again like i'm i'm at a point in my life where i feel like you know like i could me i could have a different opinion than somebody else and and continue Absolutely. to still have discourse with them and conversation with them you know um Absolutely. they said when he had Nicki minaj on his live he was so humble yeah yeah he did he did have definitely a different approach but you know why he had a different approach to hub because I think a lot of times his terminology was he used to say high value, you know, and I think he viewed her as a high value woman, you know. Wasn't he friends with the um the what's what's the other lady? Um what's her name? Uh Candace Candace Owens? Didn't he have fr your friendship oh, yeah. with her as well? Yeah. Oh, right there. Mm. <laughs> his right hand man right there. He loved her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess, you know, it it it's it's, it's unfortunate, unfortunate, man. Yeah, yeah. For him to meet his demise um, in that manner. Um, but also at the same time, like, I don't think people need to, you know, need to mock his, mock his death. There's mock anything else. Nah. Every time you, you look at any page on social media today and yesterday, it was a, it's about time or it's good for him or, 
You know, like that's why a lot people, of heat, heat for him. And that's that energy they put. Now you gotta be careful what you say. I, I always say that on this platform, man. Words are powerful, bro. They're powerful, man. Right. People need to stop doing that and just feel comfortable with saying anything. And they wonder why things don't don't manifest for them, man. People gotta stop that, bro. For real. Real and it's huge. Like what you put out into that universe, it comes back. People mm -hmm. gotta remember that. Like yeah. so for the people that are putting out into the universe, all glad he died. You kind of relax because you might yeah. be out somewhere. You know, go head into Walmart, wherever you head into, and boom, you you gone. Just because you put that negativity out into the universe, like it's crazy. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Honestly, I that probably I wouldn't be surprised if he started off aspiring to be a content creator, and then found a niche with having this this back and forth dialogues with women, you know, that got controversial. And as a result of it, he built this platform around that. And that be that became him rather than him just being whoever he was. I think that became him. And that was the expectation of what people, you know, what people came to expect from him. So I, I mean, he had probably like a million subs. I wonder how many of those people were actually tuning in because they supported him versus how many people were tuning in because they just couldn't stand him. It's like, like a train wreck or somebody you just mm -hmm. hate, you just watching and be like, you know yeah. what, I'm going to watch this to see what other foolishness this person says. Yeah. I mean, it was a Love and Hip Hop episode. If you want to be real about it, people love drama. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's true. I don't think, I mean, exactly I haven't watched right. a lot of him, but every time I did see him, it always was some sort of back and forth, some conflict associated with, with him and a woman. So, you know... I mean, you know, my uh, my condolences to his family and, you know, hopefully somebody, whoever, whoever picks up the torch because there will be a void filled. And let's be honest, people want views, you know, hopefully they're a little bit more, a little bit more kind in their word if they are. A more, just a little bit compassionate. Yeah, man, it's a little bit compassionate, man. Be easy. Man, you catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar, so. Man, what, what did y'all think about um, Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Getting tackled on uh tackled on stage or and and the dude getting pounded out. You know what? I, I gotta be honest. I, I thought I, I thought it was good they pounded out because you gotta kind of send a message. I think I think people <laughs> right, think they can do anything now. Like like I mean I think people think after Will Smith smacked dude, I guess people <laughs> figured they could get up there and do anything on the stage now. And some some people just not gonna let you rock with that. Well, they they did work them over in the corner though, like. Dude went out on, yeah, dude went out on the stretch. They bust his chops, yo. They got homeboy ass, bro. Yeah, they went out on the stretcher. Yeah, they... But you know what I didn't like? It seemed like some places was trying to spin the narrative that they shouldn't have beat him that bad. And then dude didn't get charged. You heard about that? that yeah. Get charged with a felony. So I'm yeah. like, come on, man. If, if you'd have hopped on a Billie Eilish stage, what would have happened? Oh, it'd have been, been a rap for him, man. Yeah. The fact that that even happened, like, where, where, where was where's the security at? Nobody should be on stage and get up there like that. That was too easy, man. Well, you know, yeah, and that, and that just that that go that just told me, and you know, everyone listen, man, just be aware of your surroundings, man, because you just you don't know what's on people's mind, and the, the mentality of people today are just so far fetched. You you can't tell. Yeah, you know he what I mean. You just can't on, tell. He thought he was running up on Dave from Half Baked. Yeah. Dave was about <laughs> 40. Dave, like, probably nah, 240 now. 
Yeah, sir. They ain't having it. No. He ain't having it. What's up, Nels? And then you see um, his gun knife thing, that little, the weapon he had is like yeah. a gun with a knife blade sticking out. Yeah, they beat, that's, that, now, honest, that's getting the brakes beat off of you. They beat that dude. They beat that dude yeah, so terrible. He but deserved you, that. You, you, you know something, though, that, that I just, I feel like that there's a, um, if you think about it, like, that dude didn't just do that impulsively. Like, when they start looking up and looking at the dude's history, like, dude had made a song, I think, about Dave Chappelle. He had, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he and, and I've been He's to a fanatic. He's really a fanatic. Yo, I've been to a Dave Chappelle show before. If you want to sit that close, you want to pay top dollar. So yeah. dude spend some money to get after Dave Chappelle. But you know, right. people like that do kind of stalkerish behavior behind a lot of these celebrities. They be having saved up for these type of things. Well, like, they be buying astronomical shit that don't, you would never <laughs> go buy, like, just mm -hmm. to go to harm to these people for no reason. Like, it's scary. Right. I'm glad they sent the message, though. Like, it needed to be done. You know, it's funny. Dave made a lot. Of, Dave got a lot of enemies, though. And even he said it. I mean, it yeah. was funny, but it wasn't funny. He was like, I guess that was a transgender or something like that. Yeah, he did. He, he, do, he do. He do got a lot of people put, that got that got heat for him. He definitely he definitely do. I mean, your homeboy, I hope he, he got enough money saved up for that medical bill because they got to twist his whole body back to right, right. Yeah. He was, His arms and hands. And he was wrapped up. Okay. You seen David go back there and stomp him again one last time? Like, yeah. yeah, they. Yo, they, it's good thing you had a little comic relief towards it, but Chris Rock was like, "Was that Will?" Yeah. <laughs> I can't, yo, I can't, res I can't respect that though. I can't respect that because now Chris talking, talking greasy. He had opportunity to put his work in, so I don't, I can't no, respect you know, that. He, he, I, no, I, I thought I thought that was a, a a bit of a release for Chris, being that he didn't say nothing. Nah, nah, I, I could throw a jab at myself. Let me throw a little jab out there. I thought that was a little comic relief for him, man. Yeah. You know, Tony Tony Rock said it's on site with Will Smith. You didn't hear that, right? Yeah, but he ain't never got to worry about being in the same room with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's like that's like dude saying, yo. It's on site when I see Joe Biden. You ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, man. It's Yo, not happening. We, we, we spoke about this um, a couple of months ago, and it seems like it's still going on. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with or heard the terminology, the great resignation. And the great resignation yeah. is basically that now, <clears throat> since the pandemic occurred, resignations at an all-time high mm -hmm. in the workforce. So many people have decided that they no longer uh, want to work for the company that they were employed for prior to um, the pandemic, or people have taken new positions during the pandemic and have resigned also. There was, a, there was, uh, there was, there was people that were of mine that believed that after the pandemic began to slow down, that there would be opportunity and that people would be coming back to work. But people have come back to work a lot slower than anticipated. So now we're finding ourselves in a position in the workforce where in fact, there are many people who are deciding that they don't want to work. What do you guys yeah. attribute this to? I'm sorry, guys. Let me go. My guests are arriving. I'm gonna okay. You. Thanks for All pulling right. out. I see. I would say this. I think one of the things that's kind of throwing people off is I think the whole world thought that work from home was going to last forever. Yep. So now people don't want to leave their house. So that everybody thinks they could quit a job where they got to go to work 
to try to find a job to work from home. And it's not that many yeah. jobs to work from home because everybody in their mind like, I'm looking for a work from home. So I'm looking for a work from yeah. home. If you really want to get a job now, look for a job where you got to go to work. You get more likely to get a job. I mean, people are resigning. I guess some people are having this thing like they want to change their life and light, you know, in light of seeing how bad things were, maybe, you know, let me try to do what I, you know, what my passion is mm -hmm. as opposed to doing something else. Um, some people seem like they just, you know, they want to pursue businesses and entrepreneurship. But, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how long that's, like, if that's sustainable. Because you look at the, look at the way the economy question. is going stuff, the way the economy is going right now and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So how much, right. how much tolerance do they, is the world have for new businesses and people going out on their own right now? Yeah. It's a good point, man. How, how will it last? You make a good point, Yana. But you know, five million people quit in thirty days. Mm. That's just thirty days. Yeah. And my thing is, what what's their next move? Are they, are they transitioning into something different and better? And remote hiring is at an all time high because that's the only position that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I and I think a lot of times, you know, just think of the the the, the the age gap in this world. The young people are making more money on, on online. They're not going through the corporate structure we may have gone through. Mm -hmm. I, I think a little bit of the old paradigm of how personal and business services was constructed. People are like, man, I ain't going to no mailroom job. Yeah. Mm. I'm not doing the, just the 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 the, the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The administrative work that goes on behind businesses, behind back doors, and the mail rooms, the security jobs, and all these different things. You know, more and more people are finding more than one way to skin a cat. Like you said, entrepreneur, people are finding their passion for cooking. Just on Instagram, man, I, I get inundated with so many our brothers and sisters with hair products and mm -hmm. and selling selling charms and just things they've probably always done in some arts and crafting now they turn into a business. Yeah. So, you know, but the way the the way the economy is, my question is, where's all this money coming from? <laughs> Keep well, it well, real. Well let me ask let me ask you this. <clears throat> and I and I guess it's probably based on industry. Are there more young people mm -hmm. than older people in the workforce right now? I think it might be because they seem to be coming up with unconventional, they're not in different conventional ways, like Rob was saying, to, to, to make money. Mm -hmm. So, like, mm -hmm. we're used to doing the conventional things, getting a nine to five, and, you know. And work your way up. No, they they rather, think about it, some of these people are laying in their bed, working three different angles, you know, mm -hmm. making the same amount of money as somebody went to nine to five and doing it on their own time and everything else. But mm -hmm. I, I do think it is more young people. At one point, it seemed like it was different because I remember there was a time when people were getting out of college and they couldn't find any job. Yeah. So you were going to school and you couldn't get a job. But mm -hmm. now with all this different stuff going on, it seems like... Yeah, Sean. Yeah, you... There's, more, two, there's two jobs for every person now. So one person, you got two shots at getting something. And almost more than likely, you'll get it. If you won't get it the first one, you'll get it the second try, son. Yeah, yeah. I, the reason why I, I pose that question, if it's younger people, because I'm wondering if with it being younger people, do you think that younger people have, you know, like my experience has been that some younger people can't handle conflict resolution and they have expectations as it relates to jobs and advancement, you know, so gone are the days where people go to a company and be like, you know, I'm going to be around for a couple of years and work my way up. Now, you know, that gratification has to, there has to be incentive to stick around. And whereas, right. you know, 
older folk may take a couple of dollars to stick around. Younger people want perks. You know, they yeah. like, you know, working remote is a perk or, mm -hmm. or um, high quality paint, you know, college re tuition reimbursement yeah. or, you know, trainings and professional development. There are, there are other things I think that motivate them. Not dealing with the public with directly. The yeah. were, and what, what to me what's happening is that when those expectations aren't fulfilled, the younger people are they moving on, you know, and yeah. younger people I think mentality is different in a sense that they like, yo, we don't owe this job nothing. Right. Or whatever. So yeah, I'm gonna walk off the job. I'll get another job tomorrow. And I think that that's the way they move it. And I think that that's why there have been so many mm -hmm. resignations and, you know, constantly being, like you said, inundated. Like there are a lot of people that are pursuing their dreams. Um, I saw a meme today online. I was looking at, I was like, damn, that that's, that's, that's interesting. Somebody has something up there that they had a post that said, somebody needs to do a documentary on how people be surviving with no job. I want to yeah. see it. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see that too, because I'm, there are a lot of people who will just walk off a job and won't think twice about it. You gonna laugh? Years ago, I had this idea. So I used to work in an office building near the West Side Highway. And during mm -hmm. the day, you would see all these people jogging, riding bikes, and all types of stuff up and down the West Side Highway all day long. I'm like, I should get a camera out here and ask these people what they do for a living that could afford them to be jogging and riding bikes <laughs> all day long on the West Side Highway. Yeah. That's the job. Right. But, but, but I you think, like you said, with the kids, though, is that well, you got to remember with all the way society is, patience is gone. Mm. So waiting for right. things to happen and, and grow and, you know, mature into roles. Plus, right. I mean, unfortunately, one of the things that's happening, too, is kids are staying home longer. So mm -hmm. what's happening, right. when you, you, you have to get a job if you have a lot of responsibilities. A lot of kids, or younger people, don't have those level of responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they don't feel compelled to get that type of, you know, I don't got to stick around. I could just leave. Now, yeah. if you got to pay your own rent, pay all your own bills or have a child or something like that, then your your plan's got to be a little more structured, a little more secure than what I want to do. Right. I'm not feeling this. I'm leaving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a paradigm shift. It's definitely a shift, man. You know, whether you, whether it's from the pandemic, which is probably majority because of the pandemic, but, you know, younger kids have been living their lives technically for the last 15 to 10 years anyway. You know, with having access to things fast. Everything is faster. The microwave society, man, convenience is king right now. So, and you, you're not going to get an ambitious kid or feel he's ambitious to go work in any corporate, you know, feel like get a resume and start from the bottom and work his way up when he can sit there and think of a way and see his his friend is making video game videos and got a million views and it's more than, like I said, man. There's there's so many ways and so many streams mm. and lanes to make money that this I think it's just the old paradigm that's leaving, man. That old corporate paradigm of that infrastructure administrative role is leaving. People are doing their own footwork. Well, you know, well, a lot of those jobs are getting automated anyway. But the, yeah. um, the other part of it, too, is that, so conversely, if we if we look at the older workforce people, maybe as a result of the pandemic, the older workforce folks was like, you know what, I'm going to take a package, you know, I'm going to retire early, or I want to start a second career, or now's the time to start my business, or whatever it is. I'm just wondering, like, how do we, how do we rebound, though? Because the joblessness, and I also thought that by, with unemployment, cutting those additional benefits would force people back to work, but... 
seems like it hasn't been helpful. So I, I wonder what's what's the way for, for us to rebound and actually get it to a point where people aren't resigning so freely? I mean, I think if the economy keeps turning the way it's turning, you're going to see some people have to go back. to like Have to go back. I was just about to say that, yeah, for real. Unfortunately, they don't want to, but uh, money's getting scarce. The price of everything's going up. Going up, uh, right. If you're not making making good money or what's in or making, making enough to survive, you would say you're going to have to make an adjustment. One thing I would say that's getting smarter, I guess, with younger people, too, on, on, on that is that if you notice, younger people are not having as many kids, and they're not having them as early either. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact, y'all. Yeah. That, nah, that's a fact. They they want their freedom, bro. They don't want to yeah. be caught up at home and can't hang out, can't smoke, can't drink, no. can't party. You know what I mean? You, you are absolutely right with that. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fact. They love their freedom, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's bug because back in the days, that was seen as failure to launch, right? Like, oh, you still at home? But now, <laughs> yeah. now that's, just, now that's the, way, the, way, the way of the world. But you know what? That You know how that dynamic was created? That dynamic was created because people get strapped with all kind of student loan mm -hmm. and all that. And then you get a job, even if you're fresh out of school and you get a job, you're getting a job that's only going to allow you enough to probably pay them damn loans. And won't, you know, with the cost of rent and all this stuff, like going to the days where somebody graduating, you know, you get this extremely lucrative job. That to me is like an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. But what about? I mean, think, just think about the employer. He can't fill enough seats. That means he's not fully staffed. Does he? Right. Is he getting his product or the value out of the people that he's with? That means you're working somebody twice as hard now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is gonna cause some sort of discontent. And it's like, well, damn, if everyone else is leaving, I'm going to leave too. Now companies might fold because of that. Yeah. You, ain't got no, you ain't got no staff, no personnel. What's, how you going to run it? Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah. It's, it's, it's definitely a different different day and age. So, I mean, I guess, like you said, like if the economy continues to go the way that it's going, then maybe people will find their way back in the workforce. But, you know, I'm surprised at the amount of resignations that um, that are just that, that seem to be coming up. Like I would have thought it would have turned around by now. Yeah, because it's been... It's what is it, like 11 million? It's 11 million job openings right now. 11 million. You know, you want to hear something funny? With 11 million job openings, I'm sure we all can still find one person that will tell you they can't find a job. They can't find a job. <laughs> I but can't you, find no job. You know something? I don't know where they at, man. <laughs> but when, you know, you know what that figure doesn't... Back. With yeah, that, you know what that figure doesn't uh, take into account, though? How many people are actually underemployed also? Oh yeah, yeah. No experience. Yeah, but or, or you know, people that have menial jobs for the sake of mm -hmm. having a job. You know, so yeah, what? What did McDonald's say? We not, you know, this not a job to sustain your life or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. I've I've seen something like that that they said. That, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following this story. It's actually pretty sad, man. Um, Kid Creole, one of the founding members of the um the Furious Five, was sentenced to sixteen years in prison. For stabbing a homeless man, um, it's 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 sad because for a number of reasons. One, because here's a guy whose contribution to to to, to hip hop, you know, at the early stages, the inception of hip hop. Now his legacy is going to be tarnished with this. Yeah. His leg his legacy now is going to be he's the guy who stabbed the homeless man and yeah. went to jail for 16 years, he went from being one of the pioneers of helping to catapult hip hop to, 
to a dude that was working. This happened on his way to work. On his way to work, bro. A, a regular job and having this happen. And I think that's how he was on Rikers Island for five years yeah. waiting to go to trial and got offered 10 years, turned down to 10 years thinking that he was going to beat it and end up getting hit with 16 years. What do you guys, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Well, you know, his, he admitted he admitted to what he did. But yeah. he's like you said, you're going to work at 12 o'clock and someone is approaching you like, yo, what's up? And he said, yo, I thought the dude was trying to, he's making a pass at me. Mm. Which they get into the words and he's still approaching. Now, they made it seem like he never retreated. If he was to retreat and run, that should have been the idea that he did. But it's like, yo, it's 12 o'clock. I'm a New Yorker. I'm from New York. You approaching me at 12 like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Bruh, not that I condone that, but at the same time, if I had a bottle, if I had a stick, if there was anything close, I would have defended myself too. Yeah. But he, he said, when he told the jury that, the jury was like, nah, you took a life to... You know, you took a life, bro. I don't think that, I don't I don't think they bought that he was defending himself. Yeah, yeah. So they, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Like you know, he he just wanted to. My thing was like, wow, bro, you left the house twelve o'clock with a steak knife. What you pull it out the cabinet? <laughs> like <laughs> that, and then yo, that that's, that's what they serious. Was like that's what they that was, was the because like. it's probably because it's a steak knife, not a pocket knife with a strap or mm -hmm. you know something that you pull out, but a home steak knife. Yeah. And, <laughs> It's unfortunate, like you said, him being, him coming from who he's coming from, his brother, Melly Mel, who we all know, and the judge was just like, nah, bro. You know, you know what's <laughs> interesting about that is that, like, you always see these cases where people come out for stuff and everything else. He was out there with, with a court appointed. It wasn't like no other rappers came out and said, this guy's like pioneer hip-hop, yeah. let's try to get him a good lawyer. You know, let's try to do something for him. They just let him let him out, but like you said though, it is kind of weird. Like how did like defending a guy that had a steak knife? Like like he was going to have go to beef steak Charlie's or something on the way to work. I mean, why? No, if you had a I think that knife, played a major part. That played yeah. a major part. Yeah, if you had a pocket knife or something, that would be different. But it's yeah, it's kind of weird to think. Why do you have a steak knife? Well, the other thing they got him on was that it it appeared calculated because they said that he ended up going to work and trying to change his clothes, or he took a different route than he usually go to work. Uh, and it just appeared that there was a whole bunch of cover-up. looks suspicious. Yeah, yeah. cover-up associated with it. Like, the way the way they portrayed it was that he was out in the street that time of night, and that there was something else going on that set him off. And dude said, what's up to him? And he, he wanted to smoke with dude, and that he, he stabbed him. That's the, way, that's, that's the way that they painted it. Now, do we know if that's what actually happened? I would hope not. I would hope it was self-defense. Yeah. But in, in any regard, this is a man that's going to go to jail for 16 years now. You know? I mean, if he would have called the cops too. Yeah, mm -hmm. if he would have called the cops or something, he probably he probably wouldn't have went to jail. If he would have just stabbed them and called the cops or something, he probably wouldn't have went to jail. Yeah. It it, it, looked, it, looked, it looked like a, looked like a cover-up. So now, five years, he did five years on the island waiting to go to trial. Now he got this 16 years that he got to do. Um, That's five. He might just do 10. He already did. He, he's already in there for five. They'll count that. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, well, I don't, I thought that they were saying that he got 16 additional. additional? Yeah, I thought that he got 21 okay. in general. But yeah, if they count time served, that, that helps him. 
But at his age, do you want to do nine? Do you want to do nine, ten years? You don't want to do. You don't want to do nine minutes in that motherfucker, son. You don't want to do no time. You don't want to even go to Central Booking at that age, bro. I wonder. And that's that's what hurts, man. I wonder though, like if you know that that fall from grace, that fall from grace to be sitting in that cell at night thinking to yourself, like, damn, like, you know, here's this art that people love and admire. And that I was mm -hmm. instrumental in helping to bring to the forefront. And here I am sitting in a cell, you know, like, it mm -hmm. just goes to show, like, any decision you make, you know, could, could in a blink of an eye, everything could change extremely fast. Yeah, yeah. Check your emotions, man. Check your emotions. Sometimes in the heat of a battle, you got to check yourself. Because once you swing, once you shoot, once, once you let it off, you can't pull it back. <laughs> and then the it, it definitely would have been nice though to see some people in the hip hop community try to help them out though, cause yeah, I mean to let them go to trial on a court appointed or something. That, that's almost like basically damned them right off the top. But his, yeah, you ain't gonna win that. Yo, his court appointed, his court appointed attorney was official though. Did you hear what the court appointed attorney argued? The court appointed attorney told the jury that they believe the stabbing didn't kill the man that they took him to the Bellevue hospital. or some hospital or something they took him to, and whatever medication they gave him and whatever the man had in his system already, the alcohol or whatever, the combination of it is what killed the man yeah. instead of the actual stabbing. Oh. But I think they said that they when they ran the man's labs or checked the blood work, yeah. none of that stuff was actually in the dude <laughs> system or whatever. So it wasn't like the court-appointed attorney wasn't, wasn't going for it. You know, like... Uh, 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 Anything uh, that'll work. A real, a real, yo, a real bum attorney would have told him plead out. Would have probably yeah, told him like, nah, yeah. just take the ten years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's what they're saying. They said that the dude asked them what's up, and that he stabbed the dude. Yeah, that's but Creole said he felt intimidated. <laughs> he felt like homeboy was trying to make a pass at him. Like, yo, I don't get down like that, dude. And homeboy kept coming at him. <laughs> Yo, calling the kid Creole, son. <laughs> I, I don't know, but they, you know, it sounds you know like it sounds like that 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 people believe that he made he made up something, but he he clearly did he didn't get away from it, get away with it, and they also saying that the gentleman's family now has come forward also. Yeah, yeah. Laid out on the street, and now he got killed. They come forward talking about how much they love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's 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 a fact. But they bargain up the wrong tree because ain't no money to be had. If they if there yeah. was money to be had from Kid Creole, none of that would have happened because he wouldn't have been yeah, going to work that time of night. Yeah, you wouldn't be out there with a steak knife stabbing people. Be yeah. Money. So, Son, are we, oh, I got questions. No, I got a lot of questions about that. <laughs> Yo, so the opposite end of this, the the opposite side of that is you know Drake and this this this. Alleged, I don't know if it's confirmed, but this four hundred million dollar uh, deal with Universal Music Group, well, um, right. with Def Jam, four yo four hundred million dollars. Right. When the details of that come out, I want to know what that includes. They must got that man sold for four hundred million. Hey, I'd have to have so many clauses in that contract because you know what he could do? He could take that four hundred million and do what a lot of people do: bum it out, start OVO and signing bums. That deal would be strictly <laughs> for him. Only his music, license, merchandise. He wouldn't do be yeah. on the features on nobody for free. Everything. If he made a movie, I have him doing movies, everything else for that money because 
A lot of these dudes get that big money, all of a sudden, he's going to have OVO family. I don't want no OVO family album. <laughs> none of that stuff. All I want is Drake, Drake, and more Drake. He's going he to be in there. If I need him to put the Def Jam sign up, he's going to be in there putting the sign up. Because it's, it's one of those things where right now, he probably could get that value-wise, but you're going to have to match yeah. it. Funny, it's got to be a lot of clauses in that deal. Cause, I mean, it, it, it's got to be so much in there and that, that to cover them. And, and I got to have some clauses to drop them out of there, too. If they give him that, that was, that was my question. If they give him what, what, $400 million, what is he worth? Oh, probably. Right. Yeah, double that at least. Yeah. Right. What, what, do they, what do they stand to gain by giving him $400 million? What is he, a left fielder for the fucking Padres? <laughs> Four hundred. Four hundred million, and you know he 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 got <clears throat> got creative director. He gets he gets he got he got like five different lanes in his contract: yeah. visual arts and <laughs> merchandising and everything. But you know what? Not for nothing. To 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 his credit, the dude he makes money, yo. Yeah. You know what I mean? He got fifty billion streams on Spotify. 50 billion streams is equivalent to 50 million. This thing make 50 million a year off his music. Yeah. That alone. And what I understand is the deal, what I read on Variety, the deal that he made was for 360. So that 360, 50, that's 410. They go your 400 mil right there. But what can you say? This dude, everything he, he touches, now he's, he, this dude makes money. So I don't care what you say, man. You know, got a baseball to play, deal. To play devil's advocate, though, rap is fickle. So remember, mm -hmm. was riding high and he thought he was going to crush Rick Ross. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, some things went left and 50 was gone. So now I have all types good, of clauses in there. Don't don't get a, a no good, more beast with Meek Mill. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> a, good, a good point that Steve Stout said. Um, he said if 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 Drake would have went indie, he would have shut down the game, son. Well, you know, he I said was, you know, if, if if Drake if Drake would have posted his album, a new album, and a picture saying "Out Now," he said Drake can make ten million dollars in a week. Yeah, and he, and he said and he'll make that for the next sixty weeks. So yeah. they had to sign and they had to give him what he wanted in order for him not to go independent. Because if he went independent. Not only his, but not only would he have made the money, but the influence of the money that he made that that would draw other people to make try to do the same thing. Nobody would have went to a major like so. Drake made that. Get the fuck out of here. Stop yeah, I was I, I was thinking about that, but I also thought about what um, what Law Finesse was saying when we had Law Finesse on, and Law Finesse was talking about the work ethic associated with actually being indie, and not to say that Drake don't have the work ethic. What's up, Jeff? Not to say that um, that Drake don't have the work ethic, because I think Drake definitely has it. But yeah. I also think that there are some people that are content with kind of having, having, being in the machine and still profiting mm -hmm. from the machine. Like if you look at even the locks, like Jadakiss keeps doing deals with Def Jam, but then you have Sheik and Styles that'll take these independent deals and do yeah. the independent thing. Mm -hmm. There are some people who just prefer to have that structure and have that machine um, right. behind them, behind right. them. And if it's $400 million guaranteed, I'm sure they got all kind of licensing, merchandise, and they yeah. got all kind of different things built in that they're going to capitalize and they're going to get their money out of it. So sometimes I think people get caught up in thinking about 
well, what could be, and I threw that out there to say, like, how much is he actually worth if they're giving him 400 million? Because they are going to profit off of him. I'm sure yeah. they have really yeah, absolutely that know that if we can give him 400, we stand to make X, Y, Z. Yeah. But again, I think the other part of it is sometimes just kind of saying, like, all right, do I want, you know, like, like sports players, do I want to bet on myself or not? Because if we yeah. sit in here and we know that rap is fickle, Drake know that rap is fickle also. Like, right now, he could be on top of it. You know, and he probably like, let me cash out and take this contract and get yeah. this money versus two years from now, you know, the next hot thing has come along. Yeah. The next sensation, you know, everybody now is on to this person and this is the go-to person, you know, and it dies down. So to it's me, you don't the next thing with a situation yeah. like mm -hmm. that for, for 400 million, 400 million dollars. I just want, I just would like to know like what he had built into that contract that values that puts the valuation at 400 million because like i'm saying like i've never known drake to really sell merch i know he has an ovo clothing yeah. you know and i don't know if they would get a piece of that um, they made a lead like of visual a visual media deal. projects whatever that means yeah i know he has a he has a nike deal also i know um but i don't know if they would get a piece of that or if he would be exclusively making content only for them you know and the idea <laughs> right. also is that he works so hard to get out of that 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 original deal that he had with Young Money, that was through Universal also. Yeah. So for him to get out of it and to re up with them, I guess maybe he just didn't want to be involved with the baby stuff, you know, having to deal with Baby and Slim and saying like I don't right. want to do business with Def Jam, but I don't want to do business with Baby and Slim. You know, it's <laughs> kind of like the Jay Z thing, but with, with um, where it was him when they got rid of was him well, when he moved around from Dame. Remember, with Jay-Z and Dame, they were splitting that money up. And listen, Jimmy and them didn't want to deal with Dame no more. And, and Jay-Z wanted to get his – Jay-Z's money grew exponentially when he moved the middleman out. Mm. So, That's a fact. Yeah, he moved the middleman out. Now he's getting all the – basically, he's working directly with the company. Yeah. So he's calling all the shots, all of this stuff. He's not splitting the money. I wouldn't be surprised to see other people try this too. Like, listen, especially right. – on the baby, I wouldn't be surprised to see. Let's see how Nicki Minaj does this time. If she does well, I can see her trying to get out of that thing too. Yeah, she, she should be at a point where she fulfilled like all her contractual obligations. I wouldn't be surprised if she had. Man, what, have y'all been following any of the stuff with WAC 100? Have you heard about mm -hmm. this stuff with WAC 100 and Hassan Campbell Ooh. and WAC 100 and everybody? Have y'all followed this? I heard, Man, I I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. So Wack Wack just has beef with random people and he got dirt on everybody. You was buying this, you was buying security, you slept with this, you yeah, were yeah. like That's what like are you doing? What type, of, what type of attention is he trying to draw to himself? Yeah. Yo, so Wack One Hundred did a podcast with Takashi Six Nine, Hassan Campbell, and DJ Academics. And after the podcast was over. Wack 100 has some, you know, he, he, I guess, went on Clubhouse and had, like, some choice things to say about Hassan Campbell. So Hassan Campbell released a tape conversation that he had with Wack 100. Well, Wack 100 had, you know, things to say about Nipsey Hussle. He had things to say about a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of different people. Um, so now, this, 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 what's coming up now to me is crazy is that now him and Jay Electronica is added and him and Jay Electronica is added because Wack 100 is questioning what the Nation of Islam did with the the profit that they made from the Million Man March. Million Man March. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know why WAC 100 would think What's that it would be a good idea to have this type of energy with the Nation of Islam. I think this is completely different than beefing with Hassan Campbell yeah. or mm-hmm. beefing online with my son or, you know, beefing with some of these, these other rap dudes that he's been beefing with. To beef with the Nation of Islam, like, I, you must okay. really want... A lot of stuff he do, he do for a look, but you must really want to look. I don't know if he want this look. No. I mean, no, he don't want this look. And the reason why he don't want it is because Nation of Islam has all receipts. You can say what you want about them. I've been around these brothers, man. Everything they do for is for a purpose. And he questioned uh, the money in the Million Man March because he had an interview with Brother Ben X. Brother Ben X is a young Muslim. But I don't even think Brother Ben X was alive when the Million Man March he was, was here. One. He was so, one years old. So, so to question him... Instead of questioning someone like Jay Electronica or any or Wesley Muhammad or any of any of those ilks about where that one, if you're really concerned, I'm sure they will give you a detailed observation of where that money went and how it's being used. But I think he I think he's a he's a he's clout chasing. He's always clout and he's always moving around saying what he has to say. Look, maybe he knows something that we don't know, but all of his words seem to follow him and put him in the middle controversy almost every single time. So the proof is in the pudding, man. I think he's just looking for sound bites. Yo, what's good, Bath? What, what's what good, King? Think, what makes him think he has the right to even even question that to begin with? I mean, he's not in a position. I mean, higher people and better people than, than WAC 100 have been around this or something like this. They look at him. He's insignificant. Like what is he? St- he stands for nothing, so nobody should have to explain anything to him. So if they choose to explain it to him, that would be great for him. That would only help his clout, like you said. I mean, if somebody like even by Jay Electronica acknowledging him, we're talking right. about him. So he's getting essence, getting what he wants. But other than that, what's him? Nobody. I, I wouldn't even acknowledge him. Well, the Million Man March. When was it? Was it ninety six? Yeah. 96, 90, yeah, 96. Yeah, it was ni- 96. October 16th, 1996. This many, this many years removed from the Million Man March, and he's still asking where the proceeds are. I read somewhere that they that supposedly the Million Man March only generated about $200,000. So... Nah, they, they, they generated more than that. Well, that's 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 what that's. I mean, what, I, I, that's might have been, but, but that might have been what was reported. But yeah, I know for a fact they they generate much more than that. Yeah, so, but my thing is like, okay, so what is? Because he thought he went into this whole thing about all right, so has it been put in the school? Where's the school? And he went to this this whole long drawn out explanation around it, and to me, it's like, what do you do you do you think that they should have some sort of accounting that should show you yeah. from? Over twenty, a march that they had over twenty years ago, <laughs> whatever. Out of all the funds, but 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 let's to keep just, it real, let's to keep just it real, if you look in the final call, if you look in the final call from probably back then, I'm sure they probably have like the breakdown of where those funds went. Different things, absolutely. Now my question, my question to whack is: say, all right, say the nation did build schools. Anyone ready to be a Muslim? Because they're not going to open a regular parochial, no, no. public, you know what I'm saying, chartered. It, it would have to involve something that they believe in because, you know what I'm saying, they're generating this money for the purpose of the community, cleaning up the community. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of their tenants are about each one teaching one. 
You think they're not gonna have that? They teach they teach the young, they teach six and seven year olds algebra. Like their their method of teaching and creating self-employed and self-sufficient individuals is beyond anything ever seen. They're still following the tenets of Elijah Muhammad. And, and we talk about this man was doing this and during the Great Depression, he created the nation. And the nation is still following them same tenets. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they've built schools. If you ever watch, and I, I think I mentioned this before, and just, just a quick note. If you ever watch Savior's Day 1974 and you watch the things that the man and the nation, when I mean the man, I say Elijah Muhammad, and the nation have built all by being a nation, all by the proceeds of donation, the things as they do at every Savior's Day to ask people for donation. You know what I mean? And what they do with them for the community, trust me, that money is going to a good place. But this is whack we're talking about. And it's funny why your name is Wax, huh? What the fuck is that about? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you know think about it this way. With all of, all of the hate they receive from time to time, and as much as the government comes at people, if there was some kind of foul play involved with money and taxes and everything else, you don't think it would have been already been exposed years ago? Already. They can't wait to take the nation yeah. down, bro. Yeah, so yeah I'm going to... I'm gonna tell you though what I what I really feel happens to a lot of um a lot of activists. Like the the counter argument to activists is, well, what are you doing? What are you doing for the community? Yeah. And when activists respond, they can never say enough. You know, like there are some people that are so anti-activist that they spend their time Monday morning quarterbacking what the actual activists are doing. Like I don't. I tip my cap to my song and to uh, Tamika Mallory because the amount yeah. of heat that they get from people that just Great. say random things like, oh, you're taking the money, you're taking the salary, you're doing this, you're doing that. And but all they are there in places that we don't go. They're yeah. on the front line taking all of the backlash. But They're right something? there in the middle all, of the thing. All Why the not? money, all the money that these that these people are supposedly getting if activism was that lucrative, why aren't other people doing it? Because everybody is out or after the bag. Right. So why if activism is that lucrative, why aren't other people doing it? I just think that it's easy to offer criticism of people that are on the front line doing this stuff, you know, because a lot of times beyond the criticism, when you hear people offering this critique beyond the criticism, there really isn't any solution or any other ideas. And if there are, they're very elementary. Like people be like, well, you go open up a school. Well, let's talk about how that works. Like, how, do, how does one go about opening up a school? Or you could give back to the community. Who's to say that people aren't giving back to the community? Yeah. For some reason, I think in a lot of people's minds that if they didn't, if they didn't see it with their own eyes, right. it's not happening yeah. or, or it doesn't exist. But the irony of that is, is that not what with, 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 with faith is? Like That's having the belief in something that you can't see, smell, Unseen, bro. That's right. But people will definition go, of faith. People That's go right. definitely people have there's so much mistrust that we have for people that are doing these things that we think that they're gonna profit or that they don't have good intentions that we automatically go to how people are, you know, they're in this solely for the money. Well, if it's about the money, you do it. Why don't you do it if it's only about the money? You know, why don't you put yourself on the front line and take the abuse that's associated with it? Not only you are you abused by the people that's uh, opposed to whatever your mission is, but you're also abused by people that's supposed to be your allies with this stuff. And I think that that's some of what whack 
is kind of, you know, kind of doing. Like, you, here we are, we asking about, I would have more respect for this conversation if it was 1996. Hell, I would have more respect if it was 2000. But here we are, 2022, <laughs> asking about where the proceeds from the Million Man March went. I, to me, I just don't think that that's, you know, that that's, that's, that to me, it doesn't make sense. And I don't think it's time. I don't think it's time to have that conversation. I think we missed the mark on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of times... Whatever, whatever was done with that money is done. It's done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is another thing for him to listen to, to publicize himself. Well, here's the other thing. If it was... If, if the money was spent on paying the speakers of the events, if the money was spent on hosting the event, what's wrong with that? I mean... You Thank know, you, bro. I think people get it confused. Like a lot of times people don't realize that everybody involved in this stuff has, they have families, they have bills and responsibilities too. People, if you were, if it was in any other context, people wouldn't have a problem with it. If I was speaking at a college, you would expect that you got paid. An honorarium. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So if I'm a speaker, then people who speak get paid. So why should I do it for free? I should just keep doing stuff for free. And a lot of this stuff, people don't understand the scale. Like you were talking about the donations, where the money going and stuff. So when people look at things, they want to see some large event happening. What's the they want to see a building. They want to see a building built, thirty-story yeah. building. Oh, that's what they did. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> what's to say they didn't go out every year and buy kids school books or pay people's rent or hey, put food in homes and stuff like that? That actually are things meaningful to people in the grassroots and on the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, a new school sounds nice, but a new school ain't going to help if you got no food to eat and no roof over your head. Mm -hmm. So exactly. that's exactly it, bro. Like, like even, the, you know, even when you look at like some of the rapper things and you've seen that, that God's plan video and you heard the stuff, game, you have rappers and game. I remember game was going to like the supermarket, just paying people's food bills and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I'm sure that would resonate more to a person in the community than me going out and saying, listen, you know what? I'm going to build a school down the block. Yeah. Right. That's a fact. That's a yeah. fact. Because all you really got to do is affect one life, man. And trust me, a lot, a lot of that, a lot of those activist movements, they don't, they don't, they don't get the media attention that they they supposed to. And trust me, the Nation of Islam is not getting any media attention unless you're paying attention to the Nation of Islam. Go to Final Call. Go to NOI.org, and you get all the information you need. Yeah, you Little know, plug. You, you, you know what you know what it makes me think of. It makes me when I, even like thinking about this topic. It makes me think of how you have there'll be like um people that be, they'll be so opposed to um to the activists that they'll be oh you know this this person get paid and then when you be like all right so it's a job why shouldn't they get a salary oh no I just they they making money off of people people misery or this that or whatever but then they'll go people will go patronize. Uh, 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 um, an organization predominantly funded off of donations and stuff like that from people yeah. that don't even look like them because they believe that people that don't look like us, they trust them more than people yeah. that do yeah. look like us yeah. to, to do the work in the community. Like, you know, that's just, that should tell you about the that's level the of trauma. That's the backwards part. That's the backwards part. Yeah. Yo, that should tell you about though, the level of trauma that we have in the community that we've grown up in. Yeah, we'll, we'll donate to a place where you donate a dollar and 48 cents goes to administration fees and all types of stuff before we give the people that directly give the money. Right. Go to, save, go, go to save the save the pet foundation. <laughs> I, I just, again, like, I just think, like, the nation of Islam is the wrong tree 
for um for whack to be to be shaking, son. You gonna get washed about that tree, bro. Yeah, like that's that's so not one. Uh, you know, like especially when he when he's always on like his gang stuff and all this other stuff. Like I don't I don't follow the man enough to know everything about him, but the stuff that I do see about him is that he's a very vocal and opinionated dude, and he seems to be tied in in L.A. And I you know I respect that. But I think that if your sole purpose is to be online trolling people in Clubhouse or just saying it'll be a provocateur, every time you open your mouth, you're making a provocative comment to try to set people off or whatever. Like, yo, what, is, what does that say about you? Like, what is your role? Like, aren't you supposed to be a manager? How are you, how are you a manager if everything you say is meant to provoke somebody? If Wack really wanted, really wanted to know what happened to that money, all them doors in nature Islam are open, bro. Every mosque is open. You can move around. Go to Chicago, bro. Yeah. But that's a question that that's a question that is good for views. That's not the question that you want to ask face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we already know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna go up and then recant and be like, Yeah, I found that I was wrong. <laughs> oh man. Yo, so any closing words? Other than Happy Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day. I see you now. Happy Mother's Day, Poochie. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the all the viewers who are mothers. Man, this is a great. This is this is one of them days, man. Happy Happy Mother's Day to my mom. Although I'll be probably speaking to her Sunday anyway. Mm. Um, uh, you brothers, God bless you, brothers, because I, I understand how that how things may feel. Yeah. You know, Father's Day is right behind that, so I, I'm, I'm gonna have my my moment too. But like I always tell y'all, man, or I keep in mind, man, always keep on the greatest of thoughts. Every step y'all take, man, carry her like a torch. Be make sure she is the light that lights your path everywhere y'all go, man. For real, yeah. Because I feel like she watching over me too, because I'm with y'all. So <laughs> that that big yo word is born. So that's the, that's the way I feel, man. You in good company. You ain't, I mean, good company, right? <laughs> you good company. Yo, so on Monday we got on our on our YouTube. Originally it was gonna be on IG, but it's on our YouTube channel. On Monday we got Dr. Dre from Your MTV Raps, and then on Friday right. we got a special one. We got Mike Geronimo pulling up on Friday. So Monday, seven p.m. Dr. Dre from Your MTV Raps. Friday, seven p.m. Mike Geronimo, we working on some stuff behind the scene. We opened up saying that Zane is working on trying to get Corinne Stephens so she could talk to us about everything that she has going on in the tech industry. <laughs> so stay tuned because we, we apparently we may we might have just have that, that <laughs> conversation. Um, we got some other irons in the in the in the fire also of people that we're talking to. Um, so I appreciate what's going on in the sports world, Yada. Hey, we was we trying to line up some interviews and get some stuff going on. With them transition do do some different things as far as the formatting and how we gonna go with some stuff, but we 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 coming back on. Yeah, yeah man, if y'all if y'all listeners y'all didn't know, man, we got a sports segment too. No, I no ideas original sports, man. Check them brothers out. Them brothers is wise when it comes to to the sport. They like sport almanacs over there. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah, you listen to a great conversation with them brothers over there. Yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. Zane is working on a boxer, I see as well. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, thank you for pulling up. We appreciate you. Uh, make sure you follow No Ideas Original Podcast, No Ideas Original Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. 
Have a good evening, everybody. Again, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Peace. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Peace.